the message and the scripture and the anthem, kind of the response to the scripture, are all interwoven this morning. And what we're going to do is, is I'm going to do an introduction, and then we're going to begin to walk through each day of creation. And our hope is that as you experience this, that you're going to hear some of the messages of John Wesley interwoven, my interpretation of some of those, some scripture, some visuals, some music underneath all of it. And so as we prepare for this this morning, I just ask that we pray for a moment. God, today is all about perfect. It is all about perfection. It is what was created at the beginning of time. And as we explore each element of this, help us not only realize and be awed and overwhelmed by it, but help us see our role in it. All of this we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Jason, let's go ahead. Friends, the study of theology... Even Wesley's theology asks three basic questions. What is God? What is humanity? What is the relationship between the two? John Wesley believed that the beginning stages of the answers to those questions could be found right here in the first chapter of Genesis. It lays the foundation for all that is to come. So that's where we will begin this study on John Wesley. This morning we're going to walk day by day through the story of creation. The readings will be interwoven by visuals, by music, by the writings of Wesley and interpretations for us today. Again, for Wesley, this is the foundation for all that is to follow. A tapestry created out of this creation story. There is process here. There is unmerited, grace-filled gift here. There is order here. There's even a method within the order here. We begin with the dissonance that you hear as Jason plays. And yet as time goes on, there will be resolution upon resolution. What Wesley believed that instead of creating everything in an instant, God moves through an ever-expanding process of creation from chaos to order, darkness to light, and ever through until the creation of humanity. All perfect, all ordered, and yes, all good. One piece builds upon the other, one adds life to the other, and one life is created. And until life is created, God doesn't even call it good. It's only in its entirety that it becomes very good or truly perfect. Therein begins a lesson for us a lesson that will take nine months for us to unwrap. So, Betsy, let us begin. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. 
John Wesley called God the first mover, creating the first matter out of a nothingness that cannot even be imagined. The word that I have used with you before is tohu avohu. Tohu avohu. Nothingness. Chaos, darkness, formlessness awaiting form. God did not create the darkness. The darkness was simply ever-present. Yet then God provided light. Illumination out of that illumination. And out of that came life. Yet even within the deepest darkness, the Spirit of God moved, hovered, remembering that God is in all and through all. Light was the firstborn of all creation. Darkness cannot overcome light, ever. Light will always move darkness aside and scattering darkness to the corners where light has yet to find its way. Lest we believe that darkness has no place in creation, remember, and you'll hear in a minute, that it is darkness that signals the end of the day and darkness that creates the beauty of the dawning of a new day. Yet there are other elements that can exist within darkness. But that is the sermon for next week. Suffice it to say that creation at the beginning was filled with darkness, chaos, nothingness. It was formless. And God breathed light into existence. And day one is now complete. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. In this second day of creation, God created order within the order. God divided the heavens from the earth and separated the waters that provide rain and nourishment from above from the waters of the seas and the rivers and the lakes and the streams, and even from the water beneath the surface of the earth. God created a separation between that which was not separated. Heaven now had a place, as did earth. The water was the beginning, very much as it is with baptism. Water was what nourished in the desert places and brought forth life. Water was needed at the beginning, and God so ordered that out of water life on earth would be born. And day two is now complete. And yet there is no life yet to be found. No life. And yet it was still good. And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called the seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, 
plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning of the third day. God created within the order the perfect perpetuation of life. God created a cycle that would endure forever, perfect in its order, so that life would endure and a cycle would be born. First the tree and the plant, then the fruit and finally the seed that would be planted and would take root and grow and produce more fruit and more seed. Now we have earth and seas and on the land we have plants and fruits. It will provide a metaphor for the sharing of faith and the growth within ourselves. The created earth has soil, rich and abundant, ready to nourish what is planted, and in perfect order. God has already created waters, utilizes that water to nourish growth. The order continues and now prepares to teem with life. Even color is created, natural in beauty, in greens and reds, and yellows and browns, leaves and vines, roots and stalks and limbs all created, rooted in the love of the Creator. And finally, we hear the words, and it was good. And here in the reading, the good is the birth of what is perfect in its function. The birth of perpetuating order is finally created. The perfect is born, but yet to be complete, for more is needed to nurture life. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two greater lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. Even 6,000 years ago, there was an understanding that marking time was important and that ordered time was essential for life and growth. The light of the sun was needed to nurture the plant life that now filled the earth, and so God provided the light that ruled the day. Darkness was needed for rest and revival, so the moon was created. The sun provided warmth and health and growth and life, and even 6,000 years ago, they understood the need for the seasons as part of created time. And so, here we see them created. Days and months and years. Order and seasonal change. Even the tides are created. And yet the stars are also created, the smaller, lesser lights in the sky that would guide the ships. And even 
wise men to the manger of a child some 4,000 years later. Lights that are guiding, lights that are nourishing, lights that are warming and directing, lights are created. And again, it was good and perfect, perfect in its order. And God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the domes of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind, with which the waters swarm, and every winged bird of every kind, and saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. And fill the waters of the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. So now life takes on new meaning. These living things have fins and wings and hearts and brains, movements and differing species, complexities that otherwise had yet to be created. They came in millions of different forms, and yet like the plants that preceded them, they too have the possibility now of perpetuation. A new kind of diversity is born, a diversity that is dependent on the elements of creation already achieved. But the story, the story is not yet finished. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. As the plants need the water and the sun to survive, this new element of creation needed food, including the plants. It is the next level of complexity in this day of creation, and now we begin to see the wisdom in this creation narrative. And friends, it is beyond compare. One level builds on the next, one element on the next, one dependent on the previous. And diversity does not mean chaos. It creates new levels of order, complex order, and even another level of perfection. It is all good. And yet even now, God is not yet finished. And then God said... Let us make humankind in our own image, according to our likeness. And let them have dominion, responsibility over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image, In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of the earth and every tree with every seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, and everything that has the breath of life, I given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. What a humbling honor to have been created last. And yet with that honor comes great responsibility. God built complexity upon complexity with the most complex peace created on this day and at this time, us. And it is with humility we must view this. The whole of creation lay before us for contemplation, for comfort, as gift and as responsibility. It is perfection within perfection. Each element is filled with the Spirit of God. To be made in the image of God means that humanity is filled with something the other elements of creation simply do not understand. A spirit, even a soul. The ability to understand all the other elements, including heaven, and the ability to bring perfection to others, even in places like Mesali, Thailand, and the children in need. The newest element of creation can honor, can seek, and can worship that which created it. Unlike the other pieces of creation, humanity can be open to and even guided by this spirit. It can recognize it, choose it, believe in it, share it, and be filled with it. We can recognize the power of it. God has now provided all of the needed elements. Food, shelter, safety, comfort, security, and relationships. All born in perfection. And yet... To truly realize it, to truly recognize it, and share fully in what we need. One final piece is needed. And for that, we move to that final day of creation. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that God had done. God rested on the seventh day from all the work that had been done. So God blessed that seventh day and hallowed it because on it God rested from the work that God had done in the wholeness of creation. From the prophet Isaiah we read, Have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. God does not faint, nor does God grow weary. God's understanding is unsearchable. God gives. God offers. God provides power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. 
So did God need to rest? No. That is not what this is about. God provided a day in which all of creation can draw strength as it stands in awe of what God has done. It is a day to realize the perfection that is God, the order, the process, the method, and the gift that is creation. What we realize out of this narrative is that we play a part. We have responsibility. Yes, we can find comfort. We are beloved. We are a part of the creation of this ever-creating creator, this first mover, this chaos-taking, order-bringing, perfection-offering creator. And what we have just heard and witnessed is the birth of that perfection, a perfection that can only be found in God. And it is here we must begin. So today, friends, I ask that you go from this place, go out and see it, go experience it, go witness it, be renewed by it, and particularly thank God for it. This wonderment that is creation. And again, it's where we must begin. Begin this study, begin this weekly journey toward a deeper understanding of God. Creation. Perfection. God. Amen.